Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So, it's Mother's Day, and um, we're celebrating our mums. Here are some mums that we read about in the Bible. None of them were perfect, because no mother is but all of them were influential in their own way. And that's what all mothers are. All mothers are influential in their own way. Eve was the first ever mum. Cain and Abel's mother. Sarah, the beautiful wife of Abraham. Mother of Isaac, who didn't always make the best decisions. But she believed God. And despite how long it took, she conceived a son. Despite how long it took, she believed God. So keep going. If you're believing God for something today, keep going. If he's given you a promise, keep going. There's Hannah. Hannah had no children for years because God closed her womb. She's the girl who cried out to God for a child against the advice of everyone around her. Eventually, the child she longed for came and then she did the most amazing thing. She gave him back to God. She'd been waiting for him forever seemed like forever, and she gave him back to God. And of course, there's Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, a true Bible hero. Here's some, uh, mother's quote, some quotes about mums. Any mother could perform the jobs of several air traffic controllers with ease. I think that's true. They're, you know, making sure that everything's landing and taking off at the right time. People are in the right place at the right time. The accidents aren't happening. How about this? You can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you can't fool mum. Anyone experienced that? I experienced that growing up. You know, I have one of our children who will, rename, will remain nameless actually called me one day after school and said, Mum, I can't remember if it was Mum, I've lost my bike, or Mum, I have a flat tyre, so can you come and get me? It was one of those excuses. And I knew, I knew it wasn't true. And I said, stop lying, get on your bike and get home. And this child said, how did you know? I said, I'm your mother. So see, you can't fool mum. I want to talk about two things from Mary's life that inspire and teach me how to live my life. And I believe all of us can relate to them, whether we are male or female, have children or don't. Here we are, two things. The first thing about Mary is that she chose to do what God asked her to do. When she was a young woman and already betrothed to Joseph, on a day that started out like probably any other day, something incredible happened to Mary. This angel showed up in front of her. And this angel showed up and said, Mary, you are favoured by God and you are going to have a child. You're going to have a baby who will be the Messiah, the chosen one. Like, surprise! I mean, that doesn't happen. Well, it's never happened before and it will never happen again. But that is an unusual day. Wouldn't you agree? Very unusual. And Mary's response to this surprise visit was absolutely beautiful. It's in Luke 1.38 and it says this, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. May everything you, God, has said about me 
come true. That's a beautiful statement. And I want to pray over you today that everything God has said about you, that it will come true because he will complete what he has begun in you. See, I'm thinking for, for Mary, it would have been really inconvenient for the angel to show up, to tell her that she had been chosen to bring the Messiah into the world. Inconvenient on many different levels. What would Joseph think, really? I mean, realistically, what would he have thought? What would her parents have thought? What would the community around her have thought? Think about it. Her wedding night would be nothing, nothing like she or Joseph had dreamed about. Her life from that moment shifted and changed direction. Everything was different from that point on. After that angel showed up, everything about her life was different. And her response when the angel came, the first thing, she, she asked questions, understandably. But then she said, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. And it was a, a def, what I call a defining moment in Mary's life. And all of us have defining moments in our life. Moments that may seem very ordinary, but in fact, they are a tipping point they're a tipping point where we, we get to choose whether we're going to say yes to God or no, I'm not going to do that. And whatever we choose, everything changes from that point on. One decision is all it takes. A decision to lay down my will and take up his. A decision to not make my life about me, but to make it about what he wants. Imagine if Mary had said no, just just imagine for a moment if Mary decided, oh, I'm sorry, that's just too much. I mean, Joseph, for instance, is not going to believe me. My parents, the community, I'm going to be blacklisted. It's too much to ask. It's, it's too much to sacrifice. It's too much to give up. The honour and the fulfilment of doing the will of God for her life would have been lost to her because God would have found someone else, but she would have missed out on being who she was created to be. And, and I truly believe, I'm talking about defining moments right now and saying yes to God, but I truly believe that God always prepares us for that defining moment, for that next step. You know, things for me personally, I know when God is, is uh, preparing me for a change, for something large that, that might be coming up in my life, I remember... In, your, in my heart, I, I, I start to feel a little bit restless and a bit, you know, oh, like I can't settle on what's, what's going on. And I remember sitting in church just before I was asked to run a congregation of this church many years ago. And um, I was so restless. And I remember hearing uh, a preacher preach. And it was a defining moment in my life because he was preaching on that beautiful verse where Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And Peter had to say, and Peter said, you know I love you. And Jesus kept saying, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. And this guy was preaching. And every time he said, feed my sheep, I just welled up and I was, you know, tears were running down, down my face because it was a defining moment where God was saying to me, this is, this is your call. This is your moment. What are you going to say, Mel? What are you going to do? What is God asking you to do? How are you responding today to what God is asking of you? Sorry, God, it's not convenient. 
You know, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane in Luke twenty-two forty-two, he said this, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. I'd prefer not to have to do this, Father, but I've already died to my will, so if it has to happen, bring it on. Anyone who tells you that there is no cost to following Christ is lying to you. There is a cost to following Christ, and the cost is to die to ourselves. And, you know, there will be days when we prefer not to do what he is asking. I am sure there were days in Mary's life when she preferred not to do what he asked her. But just, and Jesus preferred not to do what God had asked him. But my life is not about me. And our lives are not about us. They are about seeing his kingdom come to earth. They are about leaving a legacy. They are about leaving, our lives are about leaving this world a better place because we've been here. Not sucking the life out of everything, but leaving something. Being an instrument of blessing and hope. So Mary, beautiful Mary, she conceived, carried, gave birth to, raised and said goodbye to Jesus. She completed what she was asked to do. She didn't turn away and say, no, no. I'm convinced at times she probably felt like saying, no, I've had enough, when they rejected her, because they did. When she second-guessed herself and, and said, wow, did the angel really say that? Did I really have an angel visit me? Because during the hard times, we do, we do second-guess ourselves. When Joseph said to her, I'm out of here, Mary, how could you do that to me? I trusted you. When she saw Jesus hated by the crowds and eventually hang on a cross, her own son. Can you imagine? If you've said yes to God, I want to encourage you this morning and challenge you not to abort the mission that he has given you. Keep on going. Don't give up. He asked you to do it because he wants you to do it and you can do it. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let, it, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Run with endurance the race God has set before you. Don't go off course. Finish your race. So that's the first thing. She said yes to God. And the second thing that Mary did is she said, stayed sweet when she didn't understand. There's a story in Jesus' growing years in Luke 2. And Jesus was 12, which was like a coming of age. And his parents did their, their yearly trek to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And because he was 12, he got to go with them. And he was so excited. It was an exciting time. And it's the first time we hear about Jesus hanging around in the temple and with the teachers of the time. And the teachers of the time, the Bible tells us, were astonished at, at his insight, at his questions, at his answers. And Jesus was so happy to be in the temple that he totally forgot about the time, about the day. And Mary and Joseph left they go home from Jerusalem, not realizing that they don't have Jesus with them. And then they go, oh my gosh, where's Jesus? And so they race back and they're searching for him everywhere. And 
three days, it takes them three days, three days after they find him in the temple. Can you imagine as a parent how you would feel? We've lost children for a moment, you know, over the years. Um, But three days. I mean, wow, you'd be relieved and angry at the same time. And they had words with Jesus. Mary and Joseph had words with him. And and he replied, what are you so upset about? I mean, didn't you know I'd have to be here in the temple? Luke 2, 50, this is the response that they had in there um, after Jesus said to them, why are you upset, mum, dad? It says this, but they did not understand the statement which he'd made to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. So he went home and he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Jesus was God, but he was Mary and Joseph's boy. And I wonder how difficult it would have been at times for Mary and Joseph. Here is Mary's son and he's starting to grow up and... Maybe she brought back to mind, you know, the time where the angel came and told her she was going to give birth to the Messiah and he's growing up now. And he's, he's gone to the temple and, and people are starting to be amazed at what he's saying and the whole episode, it would have shaken her. Losing your child for three days would shake any parent. And then his response to, to her and Joseph when they found him, the Bible says she didn't understand what was going on. Have you ever had things happen to you that you don't understand? Have you ever had a a situation that you thought was going to end one way and it ended the opposite way? Have you ever felt like the rug has been pulled out from under you or, or have you ever felt confused? Have you ever wondered what's going to happen next? When Mary found herself not understanding what was going on, her response was just as beautiful as the response she gave the angel when he told her she was going to give birth to the Messiah. The Amplified Bible says that in Luke 2.51, that verse I read before, here it is in the Amplified, it says that Mary closely and persistently guarded all these things in her heart. In other words, she kept walking during the uncertainty without getting bitter or angry or cold-hearted even when she didn't understand. She didn't bail out. She kept going while holding on to things that that she didn't understand. She kept them there in her heart. She just kept them there for a time when maybe she would understand. Why did Luke put this in his gospel? uh, Matthew, Mark and John didn't bother. Why did Luke? Because he believed it to be important. Maybe it's because there are times in all of our lives when things happen that we don't understand, when things happen that are beyond our comprehension. And at those times we can relate to Mary. At those times we can say, well, I don't understand, but I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to blow it. I'm just going to shelve that question. I'm just going to shelve that thing that right now is beyond my comprehension. I'm going to shelve it and leave it there. Some people allow things that they don't understand to actually knock them out of their race and they walk away and they say, I didn't sign up for this. If I can't understand it, I'm not going to continue and they walk away from God. You know them, I know them. Stories of people who have started the race with you, stories of people who've started the race with me. 
and they're no longer running with God. And it's a tragedy. I have found that when I choose to keep going, even when I don't understand, to keep walking, to just put one foot in front of the other, some days that's all you can do. Those are the times of growth and expansion in my life. Those are the times when I locate God eventually. Those are the times when I learn to trust him even when I can't find him. And those are the times when I gain more than I have ever lost because those are the times when I allow God to be God. And that's when my life works. So guys, let's be like Mary today. Let's choose to do, to say, sorry, let's choose to say yes to God. And let's stay sweet and keep walking, even when we don't understand. Because one day, I promise you, you will. One day you will. It might be in heaven, but you will. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.